Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast, there's not much news, but we do need to talk about it and some feedback since we're in the middle of a drought uh, until Moon Knight comes out and all that and more of that we have no control over. It's true that some things change as we get older, but if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with Midi Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause, and MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at MIDI Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Jeff Randall. Jeff. How, how, how the hell are you, buddy? How the hell? Okay. All right. So we're going that far. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I, I exist at this point. I exist only to serve. Oh, well, that's good. Well, that's why we're yeah. here. We're here to serve the people. Talk about some Marvel. How about it? I am 100% about it. I am, I'm, I'm, I'm down. I'm mm-hmm. up for it. I'm down for it. I'm mid for it. I, you know, whatever you Wherever you want me for it, really. All right. Well, I, I like it. I like it. I like the flexibility. I like the fl- <laughs> that's what. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're uh, we're just talking tonight about some news and feedback. Uh, first off, the 2022 uh, Stranded Panda Marvel Hero Draft is live. Um, that so is you guys, a mouthful. I yeah, it's, it's, hard, it's hard to say. Uh, but the the Marvel MCU draft, fantasy draft is. Up, you can go to strandedpanda.com slash draft. We we did a whole episode on it last week. Uh, it's really fun. Sarah Day is excited. I think like over a hundred people have already signed up, so that's super rad. Yeah, she she was saying uh, over a hundred people are already signed up as free agents. I think. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That's not including the people who all signed up in a league together. Nice, which is awesome. Yeah, it's really cool. You know that means that we we've got a a whole bunch of groups that we just get to smash some randos together. <laughs> well, I think it's super fun just because, like, I don't know. One of the, my favorite things about all the stranded panda folks out there is how many, like, little group pockets of friends are out there that, like, they have their own little chats about all this stuff. Uh, it's, it's a cool way. It has been, like, the stranded panda chat on Facebook has been a cool way for people to meet each other that are sort of like minded and all love Marvel and Star Wars mm-hmm. and all this stuff. And so it's, it's just having another way for them to do that, I think it's super fun. And having a, a whole league, you know. I think I think yeah. it's it's, it's going to be really fun. I think so too. Uh we've been seeing some feedback on it, it that like uh 
like there was somebody that said i want to play with matt and jeff (laughs) oh like specifically wants to play with us um i think that we're going to provide that capability if i'm not mistaken for uh tracking your score uh against like ours and like along with within your league like your team within your league but then also you know how am i doing how's my league doing against matt and jeff uh, and you're probably going to be doing a lot better considering this news story that we have. The first piece of news is going to ruin Jeff's team. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are lucky. We had to draft before this news was out. <laughs> yeah, and before we even knew that anything was happening. Um, so we drafted before we knew that Moon Knight was coming out March 30th. Yes, we did. And we also drafted before uh, Marvel Japan put a a thing up on their website marvel japan released a like flyer of the 2022 marvel properties coming to disney plus and conspicuously not mentioned were what if season two and secret invasion yeah so it appears those two aren't coming i had some i had some points tied up in in secret invasion uh some hope if you will (laughs) I know you did. I, I finished editing the uh, that episode yesterday, and I was like, oh, uh, whoops, because <laughs> there's one point you say, I'm just really counting on some of this crossover between Ms. Marvel and Secret Invasion. I think that's where I'm really going to get my point. So I was like, yikes, sorry, bud. <laughs> yeah. We still yeah. don't know. It is still just one post from, uh, it's still not on the schedule as, as being moved from 2022. But we were kind of, it's we're, we're thinking some of this stuff that says coming soon is not going to be 2021. Yeah, we're, I mean, we've been promised nothing. They didn't do, <laughs> they didn't do another thing this, this time around where they were like, aha, later that, later in the year, you know, in the summer, like they didn't say any of that. They're just like, uh, it's, it's, it's coming. It'll be there. Like, don't, don't worry about it. It'll be yeah, there. Yeah, they've had to make, Marvel doesn't like calling their shot and then not making their shot, you know? And yeah. it seems like lately, especially with COVID, those those dates can change so easily and things can just shift here or there. And so, like, I don't know, I, I have a feeling that uh, they're probably just like, well, let's just not be so specific till we're sure. <laughs> and yeah. then so they're like, some of this stuff's coming soon. Don't worry. It's coming soon. Yeah, we're working on it. We're working on it. <laughs> We've got this hero draft that we're like very invested in. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Marvel's... <laughs> I, I need you, Marvel, is what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> I need you to get some, you know, light a fire under somebody's ass because Secret Invasion has to come out. Like, I've got Monica Rambo that I'm hoping to cross over. <laughs> I, I want uh, Talos, Maria Hill. G- you know what? Give me Jimmy Woo, too. Mm-hmm. I want all of those. I I need them. I need them to, to show up. I don't think you have all those on your team, right? But some of them... Every single one of those is on my team. Oh, are they really? Yes. Oh, wow. I told yeah. you I've got so many points wrapped up in Secret Invasion. <laughs> I don't know, man. That might have been a bad call. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just really wanted to wrap up all my points in late half of the year stuff. <laughs> Says the guy who chose most of the Guardians. <laughs> Yeah, but they're locked to a holiday. I felt like I felt good about it. <laughs> yeah. They're locked to a holiday and 
Anyway, we had we had we had all these discussions last week. Go check out our <laughs> episode, our last episode. It was the uh, we did a we did the we did the draft on air just to show you guys how it worked. And now you can go do it yourself, and uh, you should because it's gonna be fun. Yeah. Count on that Christmas anchor. That's that's Matt's strategy. That's my strategy. Well, it's, it's count on the Christmas anchor, but also with Thor in the middle of the year. I, I feel I feel good about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel less good now. Counting on Santa Claus to bring me some guardians home. Don't count your Santa Clauses before they hatch, Matt. <laughs> Haven't you learned anything from Mother Goose? Gross. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we got a bunch <laughs> of feedback. We're just going to run down some feedback and talk to you guys about that and uh, see what else is going on. There's that's really all the news. I went through like the last few weeks of Marvel news and just, man, it's, it's, it's a wasteland right now. This is the drought we've been waiting for. It's dry and barren and there is no hope. <laughs> There's uh, Moon Knight is definitely hope. Moon Knight is the shining light in the, at the end of the tunnel. But it's so dark. Right. Well, he's <laughs> nighttime, moon, night. Anyway. It's the shining. It's the shining darkness at the end of the. Yeah, no, I get it. I don't want to advertise too much for it, but you remember we did the uh, we did the ad for um, Marvel Wastelanders Hawkeye uh, at yeah, the end yeah, of yeah. last year. The sequel se- or the next series in that sequence uh, just started hitting iTunes and Google oh, nice. Podcasts. What's it called? Um, it's Black Widow. Oh, Black Widow Wastelanders. Ooh. Yeah. So, like, I don't want to advertise it too much because they're not paying us to do that. But, like, I started listening <laughs> to it. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Susan Sarandon is, uh, is Black Widow. Ooh, wow. Yep. Yep. Wow. Big that's, name. That's right rad. That's a big name for any podcast to have get Susan Sarandon. But uh, that's super cool. Man, Marvel has such cachet these days. There's, uh, there's a little content, you know, if you want to get into a different verse for a little bit. Yeah, man. That's a, a wasteland to keep you sated in this wasteland? That's mm-hmm. a weird thing to say. Yeah, it is indeed. <laughs> as much as as much advertising as I don't want to give, we're giving a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, no, nah, man. They, they have been an advertiser before. They're very, very good to us last, uh, last month. Or, or it was in December. They, they bought like a bunch of ads from us. I appreciated them very much. Yeah. Thank you, Marvel, for actually... You, you supported the podcast. Thank you. Um, <laughs> you make you, all this possible. They do. They do. And then they actually paid us to read some ads. That's super rad. Yeah. So, yeah. Wait, check out that Wastelanders. I'm I'm going to have to get caught up in that thing. I, I've got a 10-hour drive in a couple days, so maybe I'll throw on God, that first yes. Star-Lord one and run through it. Yeah, do the Star-Lord one and do the Hawkeye one. The Hawkeye one was so good. Yeah, man. And not just because they paid us to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, so let's get some feedback. Yeah, talking about other people that uh, pay us to talk about things. Glenn Kessler, one of our patrons over on Patreon, says, Hey guys, thanks as always for the incredible content and the speed at which you get it out. Just wrapping up listening to your instant feedback episode on Moon Knight. And I wanted to weigh in on an element of the show that could have significant impact on the world not just the Marvel world. I've known a couple of people who have suffered from dissociative identity disorder, or DID. Uh, It is a terrible affliction brought on by years of systemic physical and mental abuse, usually in childhood. The mind creates alternative characters, or alters, to share the burdens so that the original person may yet survive. But unfortunately, one of the biggest challenges 
for those with DID is getting people to believe that it's real and that they're not just faking it. I'm hoping that Marvel will have done its research and will handle aspects of his character with the delicacy it deserves. If so, this may be an opportunity for Marvel to bring this affliction into the public eye in a more sensitive way than James McAvoy's character did in Split. For anyone looking for a primer for real-life DID, there's an incredible but heartbreaking video series called Many Sides of Jane. Sorry for the long email, but thanks again for all you do for us. Until next time. Mm, thank you, Glenn, for writing that in. Um, I, uh, yeah. I, I didn't, that's, that's very interesting, Glenn, that you've known a few people. I, I wonder if you work in a field or something that, because I, I feel, I, I've always heard this is a very rare condition. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's so hard to like, it's so hard to clinically prove, you know? Mm. Like, yeah, I can imagine. I don't know. I don't know anything about it. I'm, I'm gonna have to look at the, the many sides of Jane. I should clarify to say, it seems like it would be very difficult to clinically prove because uh, you know there's you can see a, a child with ADHD or an adult with ADHD like us you know even those people don't believe you have you know what I mean like yeah there's like some people like anything that's happening in your brain you, you, the only you can only self-report you know what I mean yeah <laughs> so like it's yes there are definitely uh obviously tests you can take and things you can assessments which is how you do this stuff but it also goes to anything there like there's so many physical and mental maladies that if you actually have them and you go and talk to a doctor or whatever like people will you know not believe you and and there's also all kinds of bias of sexism and racism involved in that too where people you know, yeah. are told they don't have things because they're just lying or they're, you know. Yeah, you just want attention or, or drug-seeking behavior, all kinds of stuff, you know. Oh, like, God, yeah. You can just be, <laughs> sometimes it's just you actually have the thing. And so, yeah, this one particularly, though, like, it seems so, like, as Glenn said, like, how Split treated it, it seems, so, and, and so many other media things treat it, it seems so far-fetched and wild, yeah. That like, oh, I'm sure this isn't real. Um, but I, I'm I'm hopeful that Marvel will tackle it in, in a in a thoughtful way. I, I would think that e just even with the cachet of the people they're bringing into this, like I, with Oscar Isaac and such, I feel like they're going to give it a thoughtful look. Even when they dealt with a character that that was afflicted with DID uh, in the. Uh, Iron Netflix Fist. series in Iron Fist. Yeah. Like, I don't know that I've known anybody with DID, so I can't say like, ah, oh, yes, it was exactly right. Um, but I feel like that was a, a thoughtful portrayal, you know, of a, yeah. of a character, you know, who had been through some trauma. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, I, I don't, like you said, I don't know anyone with this or, or never, not that I know of. And so, yeah, it'd be, I, I couldn't assess whether that's correct or not, but um, yeah. Yeah, we always like to assume the best about our favorite production studio. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. Of course they're being thoughtful. <laughs> yeah. They're doing good. <laughs> I, I'll, I'm, I'm trying to do my best to check that out. Uh, the Many Sides of Jane and see, see what that's about. Thanks for writing that in, Glenn. Appreciate you. Yeah, thanks, Glenn, for breaking my heart in the future, I guess. <laughs> uh, let's see. We got another uh, patron, a recent patron. It looks like the name is Sir Flem. Could also be Sir Flem. Little Norse. I don't know. 
Uh, says, hey, I'll just joined your Patreon after listening to way too many episodes within the last three weeks or so. I started listening to your podcast when WandaVision came out and finally bit the bullet and started from the beginning because I haven't seen any of the TV or Netflix Marvel shows. While waiting for new Marvel content, I'm playing catch up on the old shows as well as your following along with that timeline slash content from years ago. You all are great and crack me up and I'm, and am enjoying the fact I can watch these shows along with you, even though it's from the past. Keep up mm. the great work. Well, thanks, Sir Flem from the future. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> yeah. I think he's caught up with us. I don't think he's living in the past. I think he's just listening. <laughs> no, he's he's got a time machine, but oh, okay. it went haywire. Mm. Uh, that, that email was uh, dated to come later. Right? Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, it was on a delayed send. Oh, I see, I see. No, yeah, yeah. that's that's cool, Sir Flim. Thanks for uh, thanks for writing in. Um, super cool that you found the show, and I'm always incredibly impressed with you guys who go back and try to listen to the old stuff all the way from the beginning. No, yeah, I couldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever I hear people are doing it, I'm like, I hope we weren't too bad back then. No, we were terrible back then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I hope we've made improvements. Yeah. It's like a weird thing. Like, I hope we got better, but I hope those first ones aren't too bad. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, I hope we got better, but I hope it wasn't coming from something that awful. Yeah. I hope people liked it okay. <laughs> At least a few people liked us, right? Enough for us to keep going. <laughs> for sure. And very, very appreciative of all you guys who found us. I'm glad, though, that we got away from just reciting how the... The plot of the movie transpired. Yeah, I mean, I still listen to some podcasts that do that. It's, it's a different way of handling it. I like the loose conversation better that sort of like leads to something. And then if you yeah. need to revisit the plot or the characters as a structure, like if you just run out of things to say, there's always those structures sort of undergirding the podcast if we need them. But most of the time, we just kind of go on whatever we're feeling passionate about talking about, you know? Yeah. And sometimes that means a 30-minute time travel argument that you know, people get annoyed by, but sometimes it leads to good places. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes it leads to fun places. <laughs> Other people love those 30 minute time travel arguments. <laughs> one man's trash is another man's treasure, but we're talking yeah. about time travel arguments. Yeah. One man's time travel argument is another man's time travel argument. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's how the phrase goes. They're both the best and the worst. It yeah. was the best of casts. It was the worst of casts. Lisa, I want some Yeah, seriously, like that was like the most divisive. It was the first episode of Loki is what we're talking about, by the way. Me and Jeff get really into the weeds of the argument of like how the time travel works and how does it make sense? Does it not? And like we got so much feedback for both <laughs> directions. Like that was so much fun. I think it works this way. People joining in on the conversation and then people being like, stop fighting about time travel and watch the show. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Shut up. Shut up about time travel. Super funny. I think, uh, I think Fox was probably one of those people that was like, shut up about time travel. Oh, yeah. They say that before they even start the show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's accurate. That's how they start every morning. Just... <laughs> <laughs> There's a picture of Matthew Carroll on their, on their nightstand. You just look over at it like, shut up about time travel. Has a little locket around his neck that DJ looks at. <laughs> <laughs> that they that they just look at and then say 
<laughs> Stop talking about time travel, Matthew Carroll. Stop it. Click. <laughs> Clicks it open. Shut up about time travel. Click. <laughs> Puts it back in the pocket. <laughs> uh, me and Matthew are covering the Orville. We did episode season two, episode seven today, which means we're getting to a really good time travel episode that I really <laughs> like. But they're probably going to have problems with it. It's good to know your friends so well. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. All right. Uh, Speaking of other really good friends. Hey, you like that segue? Yeah. Thomas McNeil, one of our patrons. Good old Thomas from the field. That's right. Of New York. Man in the field. Who we did an escape room with. Yeah. Uh, he sent an email with Thanos Eternals theory with a bunch of question marks and exclamation marks as if he were yelling a question at us. <laughs> Thomas says, just finished watching Eternals for the first time on Disney Plus, And my question is, was Thanos trying to prevent the emergences from happening in order for a celestial a being made of extraordinary amounts of energy to be born? It requires the presence of a large amount of intelligent beings on a planet that a celestial seed was planted on. Did Thanos know about the Celestials, and that's why he was trying to wipe out half the population to avoid extraordinary amounts of energy from happening on each planet? Mm. Mm, that's a good question. Yeah, I think I, I want to say this this theory came up at some point in our uh, in our coverage of Eternals, but like, yeah, it's a good question because we also know now that his brother, the guy who comes out and says brother of Thanos yep. is an Eternal or at least seems to possibly be, right? Yeah, Star Fox. He had uh, one of the weird orbs in the neck. Okay. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. So that makes me think that like maybe Thanos found out what was going on and he that's part of why he did what he did. Yeah. But he never mentions it. It's it seems like a a retrofit if it's any, if anything. Yeah, that's one of the things that I hate in the comics is when, you know, somebody shows up and they're like, "Oh yeah, I was at that thing. You you don't remember because I was around the corner mm-hmm. and watching." Like, "No, you weren't. They didn't draw it. It wasn't there." <laughs> <laughs> like they just they or like even worse when uh uh like when green lantern went nuts or sorry when hal jordan went nuts and like took all the rings and became a new villain uh they were like oh no no no, that was the the corruption from the fear element of parallax like you can't just leave this awesome story in place where he goes crazy and takes all the rings like that's so cool yeah we we love it when our heroes go really evil. I mean, you know, it's a like beloved our favorite hero. thing. <laughs> a beloved hero makes a really crazy turn and goes down a dark path and has to be redeemed and has to live with that for the rest of their life. I love, you know, we love those kinds of stories. Absolutely. <laughs> and we do constantly reminded of it by some rando on the street. Like, hey, didn't you kill a bunch of people? And then they have to go off on that rando. You know, the story writes itself, really. Like, come on. (laughs) It does indeed. The story writes itself. (laughs) So, all that to say, I don't think that they were considering that. I don't think the writers and directors uh, surrounding Thanos in Infinity War and Endgame were really informed on that or thinking about the celestial aspect of Thanos. Right. It was pretty firmly in, I'm saving the universe by killing half the universe. 
Yeah. Because I think so. Resources. He said resources are finite. Mm hmm. Which does make me wonder if he was an eternal and he was on a planet where he was working and doing the same, same sort of thing, right? Yeah. What if he's just a good eternal and he sees the problem of overpopulation? Like, yeah, this place is never going to get enough uh, people together to awaken a celestial. If I leave these people here, they're going to destroy themselves. So I need to cull half of them. It's like, it's like pruning a tree so it grows better, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe <laughs> instead of trying to save Earth, he was actually trying to like he prune the universe. Hasten the destruction. That's the new term for the, the, the universe during the snap is the pruniverse. <laughs> no, I don't like that at all. <laughs> I thought the Pruniverse was that, like, collective space at the end of time in Loki. Oh, yeah, that's true. Because that's where all the Prune things That is the Pruniverse. (laughs) (laughs) Also, my grandfather's kitchen cabinet is also known as the Pruniverse. (laughs) Grandparents tend to involve themselves heavily in the the fate of the Pruniverse. (laughs) (laughs) The Pruniverse is just nothing too weird about it. It's very regular. (laughs) It's predictable, one might say. (laughs) (laughs) You can count on it. (laughs) (laughs) Such a stupid joke. Okay, what does my have to say? Just, 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 just move on. Just move on. But it's fine. It's fine. We got it. We got this. (laughs) (laughs) Maya H, one of our, another of our patrons, says, Hi, Matt, Jeff, and Ashley. Here's my Eternals feedback. Since I just watched it and listened to three of your feedback episodes and didn't see any feedback with thoughts like mine. Hmm. I couldn't suspend my disbelief because I kept thinking about how various things didn't make sense. It was really strange that the Eternals hung out with humans in the past without cloaking their identity. If they had really done that, then they would have been legendary and all the Avengers would have known who they are. It's really weird that the Eternals look exactly like humans. If they have been destroying worlds forever, then on the other past worlds, they probably didn't look just like the people on the worlds they inhabited. So it just made me feel like the Eternals empathized with the people of Earth because they looked just like them. The Eternals acted just like humans with human personalities and faults, so it didn't seem profound to me that they would want to save humans. Why wouldn't they want to? They're just like them. The stakes were that everyone on Earth could die, but I didn't worry about that happening at all because we're planning to have tons of Marvel movies set in the future, so I knew they would prevail. Thank you for all you do. Love you guys. I won't say I love you 3000 because I just don't get what that means, even though it's cute when Tony's daughter says it. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Maya. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, Maya. We love you too. (laughs) Uh, I I think it's just, (laughs) you know, it's just when a little kid thinks of a big number, 3,000 just sounds like a lot. So it's it's one of those like, I love you a whole bunch. Yeah, it's I love you a whole bunch, things. but also it's kind of like the, a good like fandom, like like solidarity, we are fans together kind of phrase, you know? Yeah. It's like, we are Groot was a similar thing a few mm-hmm. years ago. <laughs> yep. A lot, a lot of fans at cons would say we are Groot. Yeah, and we haven't had a, a Guardians movie in a while, so... 
We don't have We Are Groot. <laughs> I mean, what, after the second one is, I'm Mary Poppins, y'all! <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's, that means the same thing. Yeah. Uh, but it's, yeah, like, solidarity yeah. and fandom, but also love, much love, you know? Like, that sort of thing. Uh, yeah. That's how I, I, how I think of it. Uh, okay, so... Uh, about the actual the actual content the the eternals so this is a couple interesting things i i didn't have these specific problems and i and i guess you had a few that we 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 could kind of hit one one by one um so them not cloaking their identity you said uh maya that if they had done this uh they would have been legendary and all the avengers would have known who they are the thing is they are legendary and all the avengers do know who they are they just know them as myths and legends you know what i mean yep and and their their specific job on earth was to destroy the deviants they aren't supposed to get involved in human battles and and other things like that they're supposed to be getting involved to stop the deviants from uh destroying all of humanity uh at least that's the stated goal i think (laughs) they're not the achilles or the you know the king leonidas leading somebody into battle you know leading a bunch of people into battle and you know doing this great thing they're not like that they're they're fighting deviants like kind of one-on-one and yet yeah, like sprite was a storyteller so you know gave people illusions and and stories and magic and yeah concepts but it like did, it did seem like they were a little more actively involved in the human story in the past though like the, right in the beginning right well up until like 500 years before i think i think they say something like that they like they killed the last deviant like 500 years ago or something like that yeah it's somewhere around there. And so like, that's why they've become nothing but legend. And that's why they live on in things like, you know, titles like the, the Athena and Icarus. And like these stories are all that it's left of them because now they're just quietly waiting on orders basically. Yeah. Quietly waiting for their next assignment or to be told they can go home or whatever. And as yeah. for them looking like humans, I, I may be wrong. I did. I just assumed, especially after we found out they're actually robots in this verse. <laughs> um, yeah. I just assumed they changed their look depending on their mission. Like they changed their looks to look like the the population. Yeah, that that tracks. That's some that's some solid headcanon. I would say it looked like they were in chambers, you know, up against the wall that kind of I don't know shaped them. I guess is the is the term because mm-hmm. uh, they were you know they're humanoid ish you know two legs bipedal uh those words are the same thing (laughs) (laughs) but you showed us that you knew a better word for it so that was good yeah there we go (laughs) (laughs) i've been wordling a lot lately (laughs) (laughs) i keep hearing about i don't know what wordle is i know it's a phone man it's a phone game i'm assuming no no it's a it's an internet like it's a website based game. Oh, interesting. I've only known about Wordle through late night comedians jokes. Like they just keep mentioning Wordle in like their monologues and I have no idea what they're talking about, but I know <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming it's a word game. It's a worldwide phenomenon. Basically, the the system picks a random five letter word for the day and you try to guess it within six guesses. And it tells you like which letters are correct, and if they're in the right spot uh, within the word, 
and you take that information and you know put that into your next guess there's no there's no like other kinds of information that's just just five five blanks is all you get yeah well it's just it's five blanks you type in the word uh, it tells you yes or no on each letter and then you know you type your next one uh either incorporating the letters that you know are there uh yeah I think hard mode requires that you use the the letters that you know about every time, but um, I didn't know that that was able to be turned off. So I'm like, hard mode's the only mode. <laughs> Hashtag hard mode only mode. That's right. So to say when I go to the gym and then I don't go back for a year because I've strained my back because I <laughs> went too hard. <laughs> well, this one won't strain your back. Uh, it's just... It's just letters typing on a keyboard. Train the most important muscle. Your brain. It's not a muscle. Yours isn't. (laughs) (laughs) So, robots. Humanoid shaped. Yeah. Two arms, two legs. Right. Bipedal. That's where we were. Yeah, we were at bipedal. (laughs) So, they they seem kind of like templates, I guess, of, you know, of of a... a being that could go to a place and they just kind of stick him in the chamber and it molds the thing like, Oh, you're going to, let me check the rest, the register. You're going to, ah, you're going to Terra next. Mm-hmm. So you need to look like the sentient, this guy make this happen. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's how I took it. But I may, you know, we could be wrong. I, that I just assumed that I don't even know. I didn't even think of it as headcanon. I was like, yeah, surely they just... Because they wipe their, their memories each time, right? So they, they don't yeah. remember what they used to look like. Oh, God. Is part of the memory wiping process to just, like, strip them of their their flesh sack that envelops their robot body? Well, when you say it like that, I hope not. <laughs> hey, Matt, flesh is a five-letter word. Do you want to <laughs> use that one? <laughs> I do. How did you know that ever since you mentioned Wordle, I've been on the website typing my five words? I've been words. watching your eyes. <laughs> you haven't been paying attention at all. <laughs> what? That's just not true. <laughs> <laughs> That's patently false. <laughs> 50. 50 is five. Le- no, I'm sorry. Uh, what? <laughs> so on Wordle, let me ask you, does everyone have the same word? Yes, it is a worldwide same word every day. Okay, so you could work together. I mean, you could if you're like that. I'm there's just saying, uh, apparently like, there's like a there's like an understood social contract that everybody has agreed to uh, to like not spoil the word of the day for everybody else. That is such a weird thing because a smart programmer would be writing a Wordle app right now. That's not called Wordle, but does the same thing, but you can just do it every two minutes. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, probably the genius of it is that if you can only do it once a day, it like makes it, I guess it's, it's like the word crossword, you know, like everybody does yeah. the same crossword. It's like a challenge anyway. So we, we, what else do we, do we, do we properly <laughs> talk about Maya's, Maya's theories or, or Maya's thoughts on this? Or did we just <laughs> turn to Wordle uh, too much? <laughs> I'm sorry, Maya. Um, I I opened a can of worms. <laughs> opened a can of wordle. Uh, worms, five letter word. <laughs> not, not a great starting word, though. <laughs> um, I I think we've addressed it. You know, the they just reskin the the Eternals every new world that they go to, right? Right. Oh, and as oh the stakes. That was the thing. Other thing she mentioned. Um, th- my so. 
This is just for you, Maya. My headcanon around things like this are always like, think about how it could be dangerous. <laughs> like, I always kind of give myself this like mental out. And normally it's a headcanon that I do. And a lot of times it's like, okay, the multiverse just opened, right? So like, how do I know that this were version of Eternals is not a different universe? This one could get destroyed and then they go hurtling through the multiverse and land on Peter Parker's doorstep, you know? Yeah. That's, that's how my head always works in these movies when I'm like, whenever my brain gets like outside the movie logic and I start going like, ah, this doesn't make sense because there could be a, we know there's a movie already announced. How is this going to happen? Then I could often start to like, but what if? <laughs> like I start writing my own version where they could die and a lot of times it like keeps the suspense going for me. Sometimes you got to put in the legwork yourself. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you do. Sometimes you do. <laughs> I mean, that's a good thought, though. It, you know, the, the multiverse did just open up, and any, th- any of these properties could be in a separate verse yeah. that might get destroyed and then, or like pieced together or brought back or whatever in a multiversal tale, something, uh, something along the lines of either what if or um, could be brought through in Loki mm-hmm. or. Uh, could show up in something like a Secret Wars, where there's a battle world. You were just telling me about amazing. You were just telling me about on a previous episode about the Superior Spider-Man, the one that yeah, is Doc Ock Spider-Man. And the way they told that story was they start the story and yeah. every and he's <laughs> just a, being a dick, right? And then he, and then you slowly realize that Peter Parker isn't acting like Peter Parker. And then it's slowly revealed that it's because he's been taken over by Doc Ock. But like you spend half the story thinking Peter Parker is just being a jerk, right? Right. To his friends. So like, I actually could see a really fun MCU movie where you start the movie and you're watching it and like you follow for the first third of the movie or something, a hero that we know and love, but they're just acting. Maybe they're not acting like a jerk, but they're acting a little different. Certain elements seem different. And we're like, what, what's going on? Is that a, is that a Canon problem? Did they mess up? You know, like little things are changed or whatever. And then we realize a third of the way through that. It's like, Oh no, this is not our Peter. This is, I keep going to Peter Parker because it's the most recent one, but you know, this is not our Dr. Strange or this is not our, uh, our uh, Peter Quill, you know what I mean? I mean, we're we're already there with this Doctor Strange, you know, because his hair looked weird and he was smiley and like doing things that he wouldn't normally do. Yeah, that, you know, we think at least, and you know, it's got it's got a lot of the internet kind of uh, thinking maybe that version of Doctor Strange that was in No Way Home was actually Mephisto. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> a lot of the internet, Jeff. By that Whole you mean bunch of it. all the blogs you write. Um. <laughs> hey, the, my amount of prolificness notwithstanding. <laughs> <laughs> We're not talking about the massive amounts of blogs that I have added to the canon. We're talking about the existing... <laughs> all the fan fiction I write. <laughs> We're not talking about my extensive library. Okay. You know... Like, Maya brings up an interesting point here, though, that I actually love. Uh, People always talk about the multiverse. She didn't bring this up, but we did, and it it ties into her point. People always talk about the multiverse and how it removes stakes. Because, sure, what if Peter Parker dies? Like, he then could just turn around and bring in another Peter Parker, whatever. Um, Yeah. But, like, through this little headcanon trick that I tend to do... (laughs) 
<laughs> the opening <laughs> of the multiverse actually adds stakes to everything. If you want there to be stakes, you can just imagine that, no, no, the multiverse is open. They can do anything they want. They can kill anyone they want. They could take whatever dark turn they want with the story you're watching right now. So the characters you're watching and the characters that you've learned to care about, like every threat could be real. So like, you know, that's kind of an interesting way of thinking about the multiverse as adding tension instead of removing it. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it in, um, yeah, the, the kid Loki that we, that we saw in the Loki series, you know, he said his Nexus event was he killed Thor. Yeah. Like that's a really big deal. Mm -hmm. And that would have. Some pretty large stakes, some pretty large consequences for that universe, right? But that universe does still, or did at least for a bit, still exist. Would have if the TVA hadn't showed would up. Have, yeah, would have if the TVA hadn't pruned everything. If it weren't for you darn kids. But they did say that like those universes are too big or whatever. Like This stuff is too big to, like, to fully get rid of, so they just put it at the end. So like... Those people are still around. Every, like if they did the the bomb thing that that pruned that timeline, everybody still got sent to the end of time. Like all those people were still just like, oh no, you know, Thor might save us, right? Because he's our hero. Oh wait, he's dead. Like that's still a bunch of people that have a whole lot of potential, you know, for how the universe could go, and it's a lot of potential lost. You know, mm -hmm. like the stakes can be big. And if, you know, if they do it right, if they do the story right, you know, they can make characters that we love and, and care for, you know, very deeply in just a very short time, like get to know and get to love a particular character for them to be snatched away by, you know, multiverse shenanigans or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. So you know, there's stakes. There's yeah. stakes that you can make happen, like, right there. Yeah. Anytime, anytime, there's there's always headcanoning things, and, like, anytime something happens on screen that is, like, making it mean, this story's meaning less to me because something I heard on the internet that might be coming, or something, you know, like, any of those things, I'm always, like, looking for ways to work around them in my brain so that I can keep caring about the story I'm watching, you know, so I can stay engaged. It's, it's a, it's a dance Matt does. It is. He can teach you. <laughs> my mind to your mind, Maya, my mind to your mind. Sorry. Mind meld joke. Yep. Okay. Tim Brown actually brings up uh, kid Loki, which you did. He says to answer the question real quick regarding kid Loki, that was not a shot in the dark. Kid Loki was part of the young Avengers for a while. Yeah. Which I did not know. Yeah, Kid Loki was an interesting thing. Like, Loki has, like, died and been reincarnated a couple of times in, in comics. Yeah. Like, when he was Kid Loki, uh, it was, like, right around the time when Siege happened. Um, he, had, he had come back and was, like, everybody kept picking at him because uh, he had been a dick, basically. Mm -hmm. You know, he's, he had been Loki. And, like... He was growing up just hearing about how crappy he was, like, all the time. Just like, hey, kid, I know you're really young, but you suck. <laughs> you're a terrible person. Like, you know, that's going to do some things to a kid. So he was still trying to, you know, to get around that, to get away from that, to, to be better. But 
you know, Loki's Loki. Loki gonna Loki. God of mm-hmm. trickery. Um, he was also uh, female at one point. Like, didn't look like Sylvie. Was uh, like black hair and like super big curvy horns. That was one of the many speculations we had about who this female was in the in the show. But it could have, you know, could have been one of 50 things. We For a long time, we thought Black Widow was showing up, you know? <laughs> yeah. I remember there was a time you were like, oh my god, it's Black Widow! Yeah. She's sitting that, on the bench! <laughs> no, when we did that frame by frame of the Loki trailer, I was like, well, that is definitely Black Widow. It looks just like her. But it was just the way the <laughs> blue was interacting with that girl's hair, with Sylvie's hair, made it look red. To you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all Matt's fault. All my fault. Tim Brown, yawn patron that mentions uh, Kid Loki, also sent another message and said, hey, I wanted to share something. Look at the scene when Quill hits Thanos. Thanos didn't wake because of the hit. It's just when Quill hits him, he actually bashed Mantis's hand. She yelps. This makes her move her hands and break the control she had over him. So yes, Quill still looks bad for doing it, but I just wanted to point out that small detail. Yeah, I never noticed this. Had you noticed this? I didn't. That's so cool. I love it. I, I love mean, it. Good job, Tim. She was struggling to keep him down. You know, she she started with, he is strong. Mm-hmm. And he was still, I mean, he was still able to, to kind of like fight through it and, and speak. Yeah. You know, My Gamora. Mm-hmm. Going for the Thanos now. Thanos now. <laughs> Think we put him sleep, but he says, My Gamora! Anyway. <laughs> That's a dumb thing. It's pretty good. Pretty good. But yeah, no, I didn't I didn't notice that the quill hit her. That's see, that's just bad leadership, you know? Yeah. You shouldn't be hitting your teammates in the hands. Like, that's not nice. She needs those hands. <laughs> that's how she gets in your mind. <laughs> sleep. Uh, let's see. Next up, Julie Lene Glendall sent us an email saying, Hello and Happy New Year, MCU cast. Smiling emoji. Happy New Year. I'm a, 24, I'm a 24-year-old software engineer from Norway, and I've been listening since San Diego Comic-Con 2019 when I needed somebody else's opinions on all the exciting announcements. Let me just say, Julie, Snakker du Norsk? Anyway. What did you say? What did you say? I said, do you speak Norwegian? <laughs> fairly certain Julie from Norway speaks far more Norwegian than I Probably. Do. I thought she had said, like, you know, a cool thing to her in Norwegian, but no. Just do you speak Norwegian? That's very funny. Yeah. Very funny. Well, I mean, Tusen Tak, Julie, Tusen Tak. Um, <laughs> What's that? Which is thank you very much. Ah, yeah. That's, it, see, that's relevant. I like it. it. I mean, it literally translates to thousand thanks, but it's beside the point. Uh, it's it's just thank you very much. Anyway, uh, she says, you've been my favorite podcast ever since. Not just in the MCU category, but like the Watcher meme, I don't interfere. So sending this feedback is a little scary. <laughs> uh, I'm writing this to give a shout out to everyone out there who didn't get to watch No Way Home, whether it's because of a certain virus situation like it is for me, or for whatever other reason. I even had my tickets ready with perfect seats, but it was all ripped away when another variant of the virus conquered the country and the movie was pushed back one month. And that's just for now. Mm. So now that spoilers can lurk anywhere, I'm staying away from the internet. This includes taking a break from the MCU cast just to feel 
more safe. Not being able to watch the new movie and keep up with MCU-related podcast videos, news, and trailers because of the risk of Spider-Man spoilers is making me live like a casual fan. <laughs> Very sad. <laughs> It'll, it's also the feeling of being left out, like being the only kid not invited for a birthday party. But I know I'm not alone. I've seen the memes. Of course, people's safety is more important than watching a movie, but as an obsessed fan, I feel that I am allowed to be a little sad. At least the movie will be released later instead of never in my country, and I look forward to watching it in IMAX and catching up on the cast afterwards. TLDR, it's a sad time for some fans. I love and miss the cast, and I wanted to let you guys know that you have listeners in Norway, not just in Sweden. By the way, <laughs> by the way, Americans trying to do Norwegian accents is always funny. LOL, Jeff. <laughs> oh well, <laughs> reference he said some norwegian words a while back when reading some feedback from a swedish guy <laughs> <laughs> well there you go you, you did it for her again <laughs> full circle full circle <laughs> she finishes thanks for reading keep up all the great stranded panda work julie g p.s i love the hawkeye show and i'm sad that it's over but I'm really excited for the future of Kate, Maya, and Yelena, and I hope Clint gets to actually retire and chill. Okay, bye! <laughs> <laughs> Julie, thank you so much for writing in, and I hope you've gotten to see it by now. I don't know if it made it out in Norway yet. You said Happy New Year, so maybe this was, maybe this was this the month ago. This might be an old email. Yeah. Um, well, you know, we, we've had so much to... We're working on it. <laughs> so, much to, so much to talk about. We haven't done a, uh, uh, a regular feedback episode in a while, so our regular feedback had gotten kind of backed up. Yeah. We've been doing all the, the Spider-Man and Hawkeye and, uh, and um, you know, everything. So, uh, but thank you so much, Julie, for writing in, and thanks for listening, and yeah. thanks for letting us know we have peeps in Norway. I will know who to call uh, when I need a couch over there. <laughs> you know all those times i just drive through norway yeah yeah your your casual stroll through the norwegian uh countryside sometimes i go through norway on my way from alabama to texas you know yeah the, it's called the long way scenic route yeah <laughs> scenic route across the atlantic <laughs> <laughs> uh so julie you know before we move on i just want to say hi what's that just one? have a nice day very nice. You know, you know, yeah. you know more Norwegian. I know a little bit than, than, I, than I would have expected. It, it's all Duolingo. Like, there's nothing. There's nothing impressive about it. It's just Duolingo. I like it. I like it, man. Duolingo allows me to do that ADHD thing where I like focus on one thing for a teensy little bit and then switch to another. Mm -hmm. So you know, I know small bits of German, Norwegian, uh, Italian, Spanish. It's wild. It's wild. Japanese. <laughs> I, I've got a lot of friends who are that way, who've like learned, you know, not that they're fluent by any means. I've got one friend who's learned like three languages on Duolingo, like pretty well, like, you know, like gone through three of them for pretty far into Duolingo to the point that he can like kind of have conversations now. I'm like, that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, especially crazy from a free app. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And uh, it, one of them uh, had like a different, a completely different alphabet. I don't even remember which that one was, but like that, that's where it gets crazy for me when I'm like, I can't even, can't even fathom learning a language. That's not even, I can't even phonetically figure it out in any way. <laughs> it's wild yeah. to me. It's wild. Very impressed with you people. The, the Japanese, uh, hiragana is, um, if you, you know, if you're not in it, working with it every day, 
and studying every day, it gets to the point where you're like, was that K or Ka or was that hot? No, was no, that's not like it's, it gets confusing if you're not, you know, doing it every day. So yeah, for uh, sure. Any, like, any, any language, man, is, is hard when you're not doing it regularly. And yeah, that's, you can't, can't even imagine. So really all that to say, I need Julie, a uh, 24 year old software engineer from Norway uh, to reach out to me more often in Norwegian to force me to, you know, have those conversations in Norwegian. Yeah, and, Julie, teach Jeff New Norwegian. <laughs> yeah, well, really just be my accountability buddy. <laughs> <laughs> That's a... Accountability buddy sounds like a... Like something from the Build-A-Bear workshop. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, this is this is the part of the bear that makes sure that you do the... You know, that you brush your teeth every day. Yeah, it's the part that can break <laughs> out like the, the baseball bat if you're in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> you've done enough. <laughs> The one that reminds you, like, hey, man, maybe go to the gym. I actually, actually love that. That's that's a really good idea for like a sketch, like a like a YouTube video. Now, order now your accountability buddy, and it's like a like a like a little teddy bear, and it like it's 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 only it's solely designed that it's it looks disappointed in you if you haven't done something well enough, you know. But then the <laughs> the sketch gets you know, hey, like a good sketch has a funny premise, and then it goes up a notch, and by the yeah. end, it's like got a baseball bat, and it's threatening you if you don't do what you're supposed to do. <laughs> Order your accountability buddy today. <laughs> you haven't been to the gym in a while, so I'm gonna make you run. <laughs> the knife comes out, just like yeah. I guess, like a, a, a little teddy bear arm with a knife comes up. It's it's chasing you. Yeah. And like once you've run a mile, it's like, good job. <laughs> <laughs> you reached your target heart rate. And then it loses its sentience. <laughs> yeah. It just falls over limp, dead. Like, like maybe, it, maybe it says like, remember to stay hydrated. <laughs> Be sure to stretch when you're done. You don't want to build up that lactic acid. <laughs> I like Lact it. I like it. This is a product that we need to market. Lactic acid is dangerous. Not as dangerous <laughs> as me, but dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> and it's okay. You have my permission to cry. <laughs> <laughs> well, my friends, I think that's our news and feedback episode that was a silly <laughs> a silly romp through the feedback this week, but uh we've got more and we'll be back next week. We we've got a bunch. Uh, we actually like I think four or five people wrote in in the last couple weeks. They wrote in their new commissioned ideas, and we've got a few that were still in the queue. So we're going to get to a bunch of commissioned episodes, which I the, the commissioned episodes to me are some of the best like evergreen content because they're always like these cool like you know someone wrote in today asking us to do an episode. What's your favorite Infinity War or Endgame? You can't ask me that. That's I know. picking my favorite kid. Right, right. But if you had to choose, <sighs> if you had to debate for one side or the other. I could debate for either one. Like Endgame was this amazing culmination of, you know, a decade of work and and film and storytelling, but Infinity War I think was a better standalone movie. That's so you that's know, that was the question. Which is a better standalone movie? 
So that, I okay. guess I guess you would say Infinity War. I think I'd yeah. go in game. Or a best, I guess a best single outing. I don't know. I don't know how we'd have to couch it to, because obviously in game is a lot more dependent. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. See, this is the thing. So they asked us to have that debate uh, yeah. on which, on which it was. So I was, I was wondering if we were stood on opposite sides of that. Uh, and then we could have that debate as one of our episodes. I think that sounds fun. Oh, infinity war versus Endgame. Yeah. Like Ooh, we both, we man. love both of them, but like each pick a side and go for it. Yeah. How dare you talk about my favorite baby that way? <laughs> <laughs> that could get heated. Maybe. <laughs> it could get heated. Neither of us have a dog in the fight. We like both, but we, yeah. we could probably still make it heated, I think. Yeah, we we'll find something to argue real hard about. <laughs> I think it'd be fun like do it like debate style, like come in with an opening argument on why it's better and like <laughs> have 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 like go back and forth and then have closing closing arguments and let people vote or something. <laughs> Nothing emotionally moved me the way that Endgame did. <laughs> I wept the entire time. Can you say that about <laughs> Infinity War? Yeah, I, th- I think that there's a really great case to be made for both. There really is. Yeah. I mean, in many ways, Infinity War is like the Empire Strikes Back of the modern era, you know? Like, the, yeah. the, the big Luke ending. Luke lost and, his hand. Yeah. You know, like, every, every, like, Han got frozen in carbonite. Everything was bad. Everything was bad for our heroes mm-hmm. in Empire Strikes Back. But then also, you know, in Infinity War, half the universe got wiped out. Yeah. Like, Oof. Yeah. Have you seen the compilation on YouTube where like somebody um, put all of the, the different things in the various uh, films and TV series of like what all was happening during the snap? Like, you know, the, the whole sequence in uh, Infinity War, like both of those lined up, plus like, you know, Scott Lang going into the, uh, into the quantum realm, plus like Yelena going into that lady's house. You know, and like, and, 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 and there were like nine panels on screen uh, at given or like doing different things at any given time where like the universe just went and was gone. Oh, I see what you're saying. Like, in yeah, the- like they all lined up at the snap. Oh, gotcha. Very cool. Yeah, it was, it was awesome. I think somebody posted it in the Facebook group chat or the, the Strain of Panda chat on Facebook. Okay, um, I'll check that out. That sounds awesome. You need to look at that. It's so cool. Very cool. Well, uh, man. Well, uh, guys, it's always a pleasure to get together and talk about Marvel every week. Um, and we'll be doing it more. And we've got so much cool stuff coming. We're planning commissioned episodes. We've got the, the Marvel draft started. And I can't wait to hear what all your teams look like. And like what your strategies were when you get to finally uh, do your... Um, do your own drafts. I'm just, I'm excited about to hear about everybody's experiences. Um, and we're, we're going to do it this year this way. And we're, we've got some improvements. We'll probably even make for next year. Like I'm excited. It's going to be fun. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm very likely going to build a site to, to host all of that and, and yeah, make that functionality. It would be really uh, cool that way. If we could do it on our site where we could have like forums to talk about it and like, really cool interfaces to look at all the stuff and like, look at all the stats and be able to draft like with an app or something like it'd be really fun. Yeah. I might have to hire a team. 
Hey, Julie, in Norway, the software developer, you want to help? You're not doing anything right now, right? All right. Sorry, Julie. You've been conscripted to, uh, to, to teach Jeff uh, Norwegian no. and to code oh, yeah, okay. a program for him. Yeah. The, the way that you teach me is we're only speaking in Norwegian for the length of the project. Basically, you're going to have a real annoying few months. <laughs> yeah, until I can communicate fluently without talking about fish sounds uh, and other various things I want to eat. It sounds frustrating as hell, my friend. <laughs> only one thing I can say, Jeff. Not like this. Not like this. Not like this. Yes, pizza is cremen. I'm sure you know what that means. <laughs> is it not like this? Did you, did no, it's, do it. I oh. I eat the ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were gonna. I thought you were gonna. Duolingo starts you off with food every time. Yeah, yeah. Get it? I get it. Okay, guys, that's that's all from us today. We'll be back in just a couple days with more, uh, more from the MCU cast. Peace. Until next time, true believers. Thank you for joining us for the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. Available everywhere you get podcasts, and now a video version streaming live on twitch.tv slash strandedpandatv and available at youtube.com slash strandedpanda. And if you'd like to learn more about all of our other podcasts, geeky projects, and ways to support the network, visit strandedpanda.com. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.